0: Humanity Chats, a conversation about everyday issues that impact humans. Join us. Together, we can go far. Today we're talking about intellectual property. Um, We're going to have a good time. We have Jan Tutu, JDLLM, meaning she is very highly educated. Um, She's going to be talking to us about um, trademarks, patents, copyrights, um, branding, all the good stuff you want to know if you're a small business or if you're managing uh, your social media or sending out some messages about branding. So get your pens and paper or your laptop or whatever you can use to take notes because Jan is going to be spilling some nuggets. A little bit about her. She is a, a trade attorney licensed in New York, USA, and Canada, and she's been teaching law in the United States for over a decade now. She founded Jot Culture, which is really a passion of hers. Because having lived in several countries, she believes in building bridges to foster understanding in a global and diverse marketplace. Now, this woman has lived everywhere. She's lived in Africa, she's lived in Canada, she's in the United States. She's at at a point in time, I think she lived in Mexico. Um, And she says, Intellectual property management can be an important part of embracing corporate social responsibility and implementing the social in ESG. Um, she is committed to equity and inclusion, uh, a socially responsible approach to cultural trademarks and branding can play an important role in respectful cultural exchange. So as you can tell, Jan is very passionate about what she does. And I think our listeners are going to benefit from this, whether you have your business now or you're planning to have a business or, you know, um, with with AI and um, all the trends that are going on now. We need to protect our intellectual property. So let's get ready to bring Jan in. This is Humanity Chats. As always, I am your hostess with the mostess. Yours truly, Margie Marge. Let's go. Hey.
1: hey jan <laughs> hi margie thank you for having me on i love the music i was still just dancing to it it's great
0: <laughs> I, I know i love the music too i'm always bopping my head when it goes and it's like boom 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 <laughs> oh jan welcome to the chat. thank you thank you for having me on Well, uh, you're welcome. It's an honor to have you on, Miss JDLLM. Tell us a little bit more about yourself, um, what makes you tick, and um, share a fun fact with us.
1: Right. What makes me tick? Well, that's nobody knows the answer to that question. So (laughs) we won't even go there. Just kidding. Um, But, fun fact about myself. And so, a fun fact about me, I think that. Is not obvious. I mean, I'm so uh, I'm West African Canadian in America. I you know grew up largely in a small town where there's a lot of snow. Now I live in a place that's like got sun and beach. Small town to big city. Um, so made a big change there. I am an artist at heart. I would say, even though I'm a lawyer, uh, I used to to enjoy creating music when I was younger and writing stories, and so I think that's why. Intellectual property and intellectual property protection resonates with me as somebody who is an artist or a a wannabe artist, perhaps.
0: (laughs) Well, you are a becoming artist. Um, Mm -hmm. You are in the process of of getting there, or maybe you know, since you started creating when you were young, you you are actually an artist. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, not a becoming when you are.
1: Mm We'll go with that. We'll go with that. That works cool.
0: <laughs> well, Jen, what is what is intellectual property? Tell us what is intellectual property. So
1: when we talk about intellectual property or IP, we're talking about different areas that we pull together that are really about protecting what we call the intangible. So protecting kind of kind of your ideas or your business, but not exactly your ideas. So the categories that people will know, the areas are like copyrights, which protect like things like book, content, music, like your music at the beginning. I don't know if that was original creation or not. Um, And then trademarks and trademarks are really about protecting the brand. And so logos, you know, whether it's like the Nike swoosh, you know, which is a common one that people know, or the double arches from McDonald's, um, and then you have patents, which protect inventions. So if somebody came up with something new, useful, non-obvious um, that we consider an invention, they can get it protected by patents. And then the other area that's like related and is becoming more important is name, image, and likeness, or right of publicity, and that's really about protecting your identity. So you can't just take, I don't know, Drake's face and splash it on t-shirts and start selling it all over the place without drake possibly coming up and saying hey you're you're using my identity to sell your your product so that's ip in a nutshell
0: you know i couldn't help but to think that oh go tell that to the people in ghana um, they're making all these Drake shirts, baby. <laughs> just, you, know, you go you go to Ghana, anything you want on a shirt, you tell them they're going to make it for you. <laughs> this is true. Well,
1: and so that's a really interesting point that you just brought up because, <clears throat> excuse me, the thing about IP is that there's certain kinds of protection that you're going to find across all different countries because of international agreements. and. Mm-hmm. The identity is not one of them. So that's an, kind of an exception.
0: Oh, wow. Well, thanks for letting us know. Now with the with the trademarks um, and the uh, copyrights, does it cost money for our small business owners on here or our creators? What do they need to know? So
1: small business owners and creators, there are a few things that you need to think about. First of all, is what kind of intellectual property, what kind of IP protection do you need? And answering that question is going to be depending on what kind of business you're in. So it might cost you money, it might not cost you money, depending on what kind of IP we're talking about. So for example, if your main business is, like say you're providing computer services or you're a plumber or you're a consultant of some kind, maybe you're a a real estate, um, uh, a realtor, maybe, you know, you're an investor. So if you have a business where you're selling some kind of product or service, you're going to want to be paying attention to your trademarks and your brand. A trademark could end up costing you money, but it doesn't have to. And so that's where it helps to understand a little bit about the different areas. So if you are doing something using, say Margie Marge, say your brand is Margie Marge, just use Margie Marge as an example, and you're using it regularly, consistently over time, you can get some rights. Now that doesn't give you rights across the whole country because it's just based on use if you want to get rights across the whole country then you're going to register there's an application process and there can be there'll be some money involved because you're going to have to pay the lawyer unless you do it yourself which i wouldn't necessarily advise and then there's some small maintenance fees to keep the the trademark alive so it could cost you money it might not cost you money but it's still knowing what to do at the beginning that could save you money is really important and knowing how to choose your trademark and what kind of trademark is a better kind of trademark to have. So it's trademarks. I think it's the first thing you asked. And then let's say you're creating a lot of content. Say you've written a book or you might be a musician or some kind of artist. Um, Maybe you're a designer. Uh, Then you might be thinking more about, for any content creator, you're going to be thinking about copyright. Copyright is really the least expensive kind of intellectual property because we have international agreements that have it such that you get copyright protection across most of the world without applying for it. Talk about the United States, for example, which is where we are right now. You get copyright protection automatically once you've created something that's what we call literary or artistic. It doesn't have to be like super artsy. And you don't have to do anything to have the protection, but you will need to register that with the copyright office before you can enforce. So if you're trying to sue someone because they've, you know, they've taken your book and they have copied it and, and they're sending it all over the place all, online and you want to stop that, then you would need to make sure you had registered it registered the book with the copyright office. And last but not least is the patents, which always require an application. And that can become a very expensive process if you are trying to get a patent. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. That can be a very expensive process if you're gonna get a patent. The reward might be huge, but there is money involved for sure with with getting patents.
0: Thank you, Jen. No, my question is, uh, with all this AI, like chat GPT um, and whatnot, taking people's information, I was reading in the Atlantic News that a bunch of authors realized that their information, their writing style had been um, copied into uh, one of the AI bots and um, it's years of work, but then these uh, systems can write books and do all those sorts of things. um, How are we supposed to handle that? Isn't that their intellectual property? Absolutely. So what about
1: AI and IP? This is a huge topic right now. And a a lot of people are researching and studying about this. and, And it's absolutely true that there's been a lawsuit from authors saying, basically, the AI have you know, they're scouring the internet and collecting people's um, data and then reproducing it. Um, And sure, sometimes it's right in the style of someone. There was that fake Drake song that came out. I think it was Drake in the weekend. I think it was. It was actually an um, AI-created song. And then you have also uh, even the Hollywood strike. So part of the Hollywood strike that has been going on in terms of the writers and the the actors saying they're not going to produce is about AI and and IP. So the problem is with the AI that yeah, they're taking everyone's content, but then when they make something new, it's kind of the argument that they've made some, that the AI has made something new and we're still figuring that out in, in the law. And so that is an area that's a little tricky. Um, there's not a really clear answer right now as far as AI and IP, but the copyright office has said that whatever is created by AI won't be protected by copyright. That's the position right now. So it has to be human created. Cause we say, I don't know if you're familiar with the, there was a case a while ago about the monkey. Have you heard, did you hear about the monkey selfie?
0: No, I did not.
1: Okay. So a monkey took a, a photo and the question was whether the monkey could have copyright because the monkey was the photographer. <laughs> this was some years ago. And they said, no, the court said, no, um, the monkey can't have copyright. The monkey is not a human. <laughs> so how does that tie to this? Right? So the idea that we need a human creator to have that IP protection. The, the law hasn't really answered that we right now, this is a hot topic and this is a hot topic that, we're working on right now and we'll see how it, how it evolves. But from what I see and what I've been following, it's going to be that the AI doesn't get copyright. And if the authors win their, their suit, then the AI can't just take everybody's work and recreate and create new things without recognizing that that work is, is also protected if they win their lawsuit. Well,
0: talking about, Protection. So, um, for the content creators or um, individuals who may need, uh, I may need some help with their intellectual property. Who may be listening today? Um, I know you have a business, and I know you're not trying to push your business, but do you have some information that could guide them on those steps? Do you have like a website or a class or books that, um, or do you have books that you can recommend for people listening to go um, um, read to learn more?
1: Mm. And that's a great question. So I teach law. So the first books that come to my mind are law books, but people don't need to know how to become uh, attorneys to figure out all this stuff out. Um, And there are some resources available, like the, the, the USPTO, the United States Patent and Trademark Office is a great resource. Um, And there's a lot of information there. I think the thing is sometimes for people, it's hard to figure out what do they need to go to and what are they looking at looking for first. So, Because I train lawyers in this area, what I've done is actually create a sort of compact course for entrepreneurs, just going through like, here are the few things you need to pay attention to. Here are the kind of questions you need to ask yourself to figure out, even am I looking at trademark? Am I looking at copyright? Um, And do I, you know, do I maybe have an invention that I want to invest um, the money in and go through the process with that? I mean, also ways to think about how to save money on on some of these. some of these topics. So what are the things that you need to know? I think every business owner should be paying attention to is their trademarks. And for example, a lot of times people want to describe their business. And that seems like a logical thing to do. And marketing people might tell you to describe your business, but that doesn't make good sense from a trademark perspective. You can do it, but it's more costly because then you have to prove what we call secondary meaning which gets into technicalities, but the bottom line is the more you describe what you're doing, the more other people might, if they're doing the same thing, they might need to describe it too. So you can see how that could become a problem for you because the trademark is really about how do you stand out, right? So I don't have a reason to call myself Margie Marge TV, but if you called your product, for example, you know, conversations with humans, and that's all you were using, for example, instead of Margie Marge, Maybe I also have a con uh, something that I'm, I'm having conversations with humans. Like I'm just describing what I'm doing as an example. Um, so then maybe it's Jan's conversations with humans and then Margie's conversations with humans, which becomes not as good for you when you're trying to stand out as saying it's Margie Marge TV. Does that make sense?
0: Oh yeah, I get it.
1: You get that. So, and, and this is the thing like where you want to be able to say, when people come into, they're looking at competing products. They know quickly they like Tide laundry detergent, or they like All laundry detergent, and All is white and it's called All, and Tide is Tide, and you've got the orange, so you have the color, you have the name that makes it stand out. Um, but the part that's just laundry detergent, they can't claim that for their branding, right? Because that's just describing them. That's just what the product is. So. A lot of times people want to describe their product and that can actually become something that's um, less ideal for you to do in the long run. Um, Not like you can never do it, but it might be less ideal to do in the long run. And also, you know, as a business owner, you want to think about how do you protect your IP, but how do you also not end up running into problems where someone else is suing you and, you know, they won't necessarily see you if you're doing something small, but they could see you if your thing blows up or it comes to their attention, for example. So I've said a lot of stuff. I don't want to go on and on. I did. I don't know if I answered your question.
0: You did. You, you did. Um, talking about suing someone um, for attention, <laughs> um, if the person should get attention. Um, there are so many um, people out there on TikTok and Instagram trying to reproduce maybe the same things whilst they're selling their products. How do you protect yourself in, in such a situation?
1: To so have your stuff not get ripped off on TikTok, for example? Yes. Yeah. And so that's, you know, that's tough, right? There are different strategies you can use, but TikTok is for sharing. So you have to kind of know first, do you want your stuff to be shared? Um, sometimes people just want that to be named, right? Which is what we call attribution. Um, but it's important to know that sometimes people will say things on social media, like they'll say, well, this is not copyright infringement that doesn't mean it's not copyright infringement. You can't legally protect yourself by just saying something is not copyright infringement. Or, um, you know, they might, I think TikTok and these different companies are pretty good about controlling the IP and, you know, shutting, they'll shut things down if they think there's a copyright violation, for example. But there's a real difference between, you know, for example um, you playing music for yourself, at home and for your friends versus you now making, um, some kind of video or live streaming where you have music playing in the background because now you're broadcasting to the public. So you might get shut down. Like somebody said to me, they were broadcasting and then they got shut down and it said copyright violation and they couldn't understand why. Cause they said, I was just playing my music. Well, it's not the same to play. The law doesn't treat it the same when you play your music at home, even for a hundred friends at a, a house party as when you play your music and it's streaming to the public. Um, So that's like how, you know, people could end up having copyright violations because they're doing things with music or other people's content. Um, And nothing happens if nobody files a claim or, uh, you know, they just let it go. But you, you know, depending on the kind of business you're doing as well, like you, you might want to pay attention to that. And, you know, the example you gave about people selling Drake t shirts, well, first of all, it depends where you are. And secondly, if it depends whether, you know, Drake or whoever gets to know that you're actually using their IP. Um, so, how do you protect yourself online? I mean, first of all, you want to make sure you're not just doing things like with other people's content that might be. Um, infringing, or if you're reposting, like you want to make sure you're doing att- attributing, like who's the person who originally came up with this? Because there've been some controversies on TikTok where people just, you know, they'll, they have bigger followings and so they'll post something, but they don't give the, you know, credit to the original person who did the dance or whatever it was, then it becomes kind of a controversy. Um, so giving credit where you need to give credit and uh, just just being aware that, just like your content is protected, somebody else's content might be protected. So if they want to share and you, you know, or if you want your shared, um, because that's part of what we do with social media, share, but try not to, you know, don't be just ripping off other people's stuff. Um, And as far as other people not ripping off your stuff, that can be tricky, but there are different ways you can at least uh, sort of embed your your brand, your branding within your, your videos so that it's not, it's clear that it's you.
0: So how do people know when they have intellectual property that they have to protect?
1: Well, we all do, right? We all do. If you have any kind of business, you have intellectual property that you need to protect because again, like if you've created any kind of product or service, if you have, Written stuff that goes along with that, if you have any kind of branding that you're doing, you do have intellectual property, and you know one of the things that people don't necessarily know or think about is that i p is where a lot of the value is at, so you're building up your brand over time, you put some years into it, and like just take an example of Coke, right the classic example of coke so the the value of the coke. Is not the bubbly brown stuff in the bottle. It's the Coca-Cola name. It's the Coca-Cola identity. It's the Coca-Cola trademarks. That's what's worth a ton of money, right? Like that's where the billions, you know, of dollars. Because the Coke itself, it's probably ten cents to make, right? Um, but the sort of branding that they've done, the reputation that they've built up over time. So if you're a business person, you have a reputation and a brand to protect, and so you have that IP. If you're a content creator, like leaving AI aside, because we don't want AI to come and take all the content. But if you're making, if you're writing things, if you're creating things, um, you have intellectual property. Uh, now, with if you're an inventor, yeah, you'd have to go through a process to get uh, the patent, right, on something, and it could be as simple as a coffee lid or a Post-it note. The Post-it note was a patented invention. Um, but you have to go through a process to get that um that patent approved, but any business, like pretty much every business will have intellectual property to protect. It's not that you don't have it, you just might not be paying attention to it, but you have it.
0: So now that you're talking about um, how we all may have intellectual property to protect, um, can you suggest those books or um, additional resources that our listeners can get to? So I
1: think, so that's a um, a great suggestion. So the, as I said to you, the, the United States Patent and Trademark Office is a great resource, but as far as concise books, um, I would have to come back to you on that. I do, as I said, have a course that's giving concise information. And the reason I hesitate on this is because this is a really technical area of the law. So I was talking to somebody the other day and they said, well, you know, I have a book and I have contributors, but the contributors are not authors. And I said, well, no, no, no. The law will treat your contributors as authors because maybe you're saying you're the author of the book and they just contributed something. But if they wrote that, they're the author. And the person said, oh, okay. But they said, but we had lawyers involved. and Nobody talked about this. And I said, well, that's because they might be lawyers, but they're not in this technical field. And so they might not have thought about that. And so I say all that all to say that there are resources available, but I think it's, uh, it's a lot of knowledge. Like when I teach trademarks, we spend four months going through this with the law students and they could take another four months before they would even have like all the super nitty gritty. Mm-hmm. So yes, you can get a lot of information from the United States patent and trademark office. And I'll make sure that I have that linked on my website. I'm at Jock culture, uh, www.jockculture.com. Um, but and there are some IP basics, but I think it's harder and not a good use of your time as a business owner to necessarily try to learn all the nitty gritty of IP law. Mm-hmm. I initially, like when I was starting my business, I thought, well, I don't need to get someone to do my website. I'll do it myself. And after I spent time doing the website, I was like, okay, I'm not a website designer. <laughs> this is not a good use of my time. <laughs> it's going to be much faster. It took me five hours. It probably takes somebody else 20 minutes. So there's a huge learning curve. And um I would say that, uh, you know, it's, it's probably best to uh, take some, look for some basic educational materials um, and or see what free information is at the United States Patent and Trademark Office. There is some information there. So um, there aren't a lot of, and there's some like, you know, um, IP basics books that are out there, intellectual property basics books that are out there. If you really want to learn uh, like to spend time reading to learn like how does this area of the law work. But as we've just talked about, it's also a quickly evolving area because it you just, you know, Marjorie you asked about AI and that's changing things for us too, right? So mm-hmm. yeah.
0: So um would you recommend that if somebody's running a business, then they might be it, it may be in their best interest to talk to a lawyer and mm-hmm. and, and and get those basics?
1: So absolutely, right. So it's always great to get good legal advice. And so, and running a business, I mean, that can be like you're a solopreneur, you, maybe you have a, a limited liability corporation, maybe you have a corporation, like a, you know, a, a full-on corporation, a for-profit, maybe you have a not-for-profit, um, and you could be from zero people to 250 th- people. You, you know, we all still need to think about the IP. Now, absolutely, if you can afford a lawyer, for sure, it's a good investment, and so part of what I'm working, looking at, and what I've been working on is providing access for people who don't have the money right now, or they don't want to spend the cash on a lawyer. Um, if you have, if you have the resources to hire a lawyer, then you absolutely should do that and get legal advice in terms of your branding at a minimum, and. Uh, You know, but not everybody has that, right? A lot of times people are starting out, they don't have a lot of money when they're starting out their business or they're figuring out where do they want to really direct their resources. And then you have also a lot of communities that have not, you know, typically been exposed. You know, if you have a $300 lawyer and retainer, you can just call them and ask them to check the the IP clause in your contract. But if you don't, then at least, you know, you need to have enough information to stop and think, okay, do I need to check this? Do I need to ask for help? Do I need to go back and see if this looks okay? Because, can I give you an example of, of, of what I think, what I'm talking about? In the Nike story, for example, if you saw that story, right, Michael Jordan's mother said to the folks at Nike, like, hey, you are going to be relying on Michael Jordan's name Michael Jordan's efforts, Michael Jordan's identity to sell the shoe, we need to get him a percentage of the profits. And that was brilliant because that really made a huge difference as opposed to him just taking whatever they were going to give him for the one-time use. um, Now he had recurring revenue and made a lot of money because his mother had the good sense to negotiate that contract properly for him. And that was about his identity and a lot of times you'll have, like somebody, who, somebody who's like a young um, content creator or whatever, and they're excited to enter into an agreement with a company. And sometimes you end up not realizing that you've given that company rights over your intellectual property. And maybe you want to give it for a certain time. Maybe you don't want to give it for life. Like those are things that we don't always pay attention to, to those details as to who owns the intellectual property and companies know like big companies know it's really valuable and they're going to make sure to try to keep as much of that as possible. So you need to at least know enough to say, okay, I need to stop and think about it and um, make sure that my interests are protected. Um, And you won't know that unless you at least know like what's the difference between a trademark and a copyright and a patent and what kind of, Um, IP might I have? You'll have your trademarks because you have a business. Um, You'll have copyright if you've created content. Have you protected it? And also, I think it's important for small businesses to know that there's a lot of misinformation out there. And with misinformation, you might find yourself running into trouble. So for example, and this is why I hesitate to just say like, Just go do it yourself. For example, I've heard people say things like, if you copy something freehand, uh, you know, you take somebody's artwork and you just kind of, you know, copy it, but you didn't make it exactly the same, that it's okay. That's not not legally accurate. Um, If you have something that is too similar to somebody's copyrighted work, that might not be copyright infringement, but if you copied it, it is. Um, Now with trademarks, it's different. If your trademark is too similar to somebody's and you're in the same area, it could be a problem. So there are different standards and different tests depending on the kind of IP. And I don't think it's worth a business owner's time to try to become an IP expert, but I think it's worth their time to at least understand the basics, to know this is what I need to be thinking about. Then at least you'll know I need to get a lawyer for this one or here's what I probably can do in this particular situation. It, does that make sense?
0: Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, knowing what to do in a particular situation. So if you had to, and so soon our time is up, I can't believe it. But if if you had to give like five bullet points to somebody on how to protect their intellectual property, this is like we're, we're just giving that powerful elevator speech To our business owners, content creators right there, what would you tell them?
1: First, if you own any kind of business, realize that you should be paying attention to your trademarks and to your branding. And your trademark could include the name. Your trademark could include a logo. The trademark could include the colors. The trademark could be all those different things that come together to make your brand identity. And no matter what kind of business you have, you should be paying attention to that because that's part of the value that you're going to be building up over time is in the the business brand. Secondly, if you are going to um, be creating any kind of content, you should be thinking about copyright. And nowadays, most people are creating some kind of content. And it's important to understand also their differences um, depending on whether you're doing things just in one state Across the country, or you're doing things internationally, there are different things that you might need to be thinking about. But copyright, at least, is the easiest kind of protection to have. In the US, you need to register, other places, you might not to enforce, but copyright is the easiest kind of protection to have. Really important to understand that you not only want to protect your content, but you want to avoid doing things in a way that you're going to be infringing, right? Violating somebody else's content. Cause you might think, well, my business is just starting out and what difference does it make? Well, and it might not make a difference today, but if you start doing something with somebody else's brand and, you know, they have these companies that are, especially the bigger companies, right? They're paying attention to what's happening with their brand and you could end up with a lawsuit um, or you might just have a situation where you get shut down, your website gets shut down or your YouTube, you know, will shut down your page or whatever, So you do want to pay attention to intellectual property. Also recognize that it is the value, like this is where we're at. Um, You know, there's land that's valuable and now we have the sort of the intellectual property that's valuable. And especially as we're talking about the digital space and doing things online and metaverses and all of that kind of stuff, you want to be thinking about protecting your brand, thinking about protecting your identity. And how how do you get sort of quick easy access resources. Um, and don't just ignore it. Like it's always more expensive if you ignore it and you run into trouble than if you're thinking about it early on. Um, you don't want to have to like build all your your time and energy in your brand. And you've come up with all this great stuff only to find out later that you have to go back and rebrand. And this happens. You have to go back and rebrand because in fact, somebody else already has that. And if you continue, you are the one who's violating their trademark rights, for example. So think about it upfront. Think about your IP is valuable, right? Your product is valuable, your service is valuable. Your IP is an important part of that business value. So don't ignore it. It can be really, especially as your business grows, it can be really valuable to you and you wanna make sure that you're um, protecting that. It's part of protecting your business even if you're a solopreneur.
0: Wow. Well, listeners, I hope you have taken down those notes. And if you want to learn more about Jan, please go to Jots Culture and it's dot com. Um, as she said, she has some courses available that you could probably use um, thank you so much for sharing this knowledge with us. And to the listeners, thank you for tuning in. This information is important. Share it with a friend, tell your network, because a lot of us are creators these days. And um, you never know when someone will infringe on what took you, uh, um, your, your, your sweat and your toil. You know, Absolutely. you create something and somebody just grabs it and says, Hey, that's mine. We don't want that. So we want to protect ourselves. Um, Jan, do you have any words for our listeners before we wrap up?
1: I think that's brilliant what you just said. You want to protect yourself and it doesn't have to be super expensive to do it. There are ways to be strategic around protecting your brand and protecting your content online. Um, And then when you're ready, for sure, I recommend you hire a good lawyer (laughs) to help you with registering your trademarks. Um, and of course, you know, um, this is like not a one-time thing, but think about it as valuable for your business and don't ignore it as something that doesn't matter and that you, you know, don't need to pay attention to. It's it's worthwhile. So, but, you know, Margie, you said it, you said it brilliantly. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Well, thank you for dropping the nuggets. I especially like the Michael Jordan example. Could you imagine how much, revenue they would have lost if his mom had not had the foresight to negotiate
1: so much so so and there's so many stories of young artists and athletes and people who don't necessarily realize that there's value in their identity there's value in their intellectual property that and then they don't they don't know and they lose money you lose money that way for sure
0: well, folks, do not leave any money on the table and do not leave your talent and your skills on the table. This has been Humanity Chats. We have enjoyed having you. We hope to see you next week. Um, this has been Jan osei and yes, truly Margie March.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you for listening. Share with a friend. We are humans from all around the world. One kind only, and that is humankind. Your friend, Margie Marge.